0: You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. I met Dr. Zhang Tsai nearly 15 years ago, and in July, I happened to run into him when I was at the New York-Taiwan Center for an event. That's when I learned that he was organizing a medical mission to Ukraine, and I asked if he would talk with me about it for Talking Taiwan. We spoke earlier this month before he left for Taiwan on the 15th. Dr. Tsai is a retired surgeon who's been in practice for nearly 50 years. His specialty is cancer and vascular surgery, and he has 15 years of experience going on medical missions with the North America Taiwanese Medical Association. But nothing could have prepared him for this undertaking, which has been full of ups and downs. Despite it all, Dr. Tsai has single-handedly made it happen. I have to say that after speaking with Dr. Tsai, I came away feeling a little more courageous, and it was a reminder of so many things, to focus on what really matters in life, and not to give up even when things seem insurmountable. Dr. Tsai and his team will be heading to Warsaw on August 29th and spending 10 days in Rybnau, Ukraine. We'll be holding Dr. Tsai and your team in our thoughts during this life-saving, life-changing mission and looking forward to your safe return. At the beginning of my interview with Dr. Tsai, he started off by getting straight to the point by explaining how and why he came up with the idea to organize a medical mission to Ukraine.
1: This is what happened, you know, because the Taiwan vision is a situation that uh, Hong Kong and Ukraine facing. So we have an option, either follow the Hong Kong way of handling the situation or following the Ukraine way of defending themselves. And those two options is not really an option. Because I went back to Taiwan a couple of months, I began to realize people in Taiwan, they don't want war, period. were waiting to pay anything, even surrender whatever they had. Just don't want to have a war. So while I was there, I was thinking, maybe we can have a third option given to Taiwan people. So the third option may be the best for my thinking. That is to prevent the war from happening. And when I look at the war in Ukraine that Russia can send your tank from every direction going to Ukraine. And that is a sovereignty country. Russia can invade them. The only way that aggressor can learn the lesson is to let them fail. So we're thinking if Ukraine, they have such a strong resist, if they can defeat the Russia, that China may think twice before they even think about invading Taiwan. Particularly Taiwan has a Taiwan strength that they, they cannot take the tank. Like, uh, uh, Ukraine, they are side by side. So that's why the beginning of my concept. And then, um, well, I was uh, having my birthday party and a couple of my friends, I invited them and during the dinner, that I express my soul. And in order to do that, we need a foundation to help us because all we can do as a doctor, we can do the medical mission. As a matter of fact, we have a 15 years medical mission by the North American Taiwanese Medical Association. We go to Central America and those 15 years accumulation of experience of medical mission, I think that we can help them not only humanitarian we can do whatever what we can to help them resist the Russia or help them stand up by themselves. By so doing we may be able to inspire or educate Taiwanese people and then they may think choice of surrender. That's number one. Number two, once the Ukraine's success defend themselves. Then China will really think, try to think three times before they invade Taiwan. That is the purpose. And it, that's what my thinking. So I started to organize this, uh, Ukraine medical mission. And this is the purely volunteer, meaning that everyone goes there had to pay their own due. In other words, they pay their own stand, pay their airplane ticket. And We will take care of all the supply, ammunition, you know, all the medicine, surgical supply, and taking care of the patient. And for the past month, I've been arranged in the various degree contact to the people in Ukraine. And as beginning, I did contact with logistic department that is supporting the military. And they asked about to support them, the military equipment, that kind of thing, and that is beyond my reach because I'm a civilian. I'm not government. You know, American government can give Ukraine forty-one billion dollar. I don't have a one billion dollar. You know, I, I cannot buy the military equipment. So I just stop communicate with them. You know, and they want to fly to United States to me. me. I say I, I don't think I am like capable of taking care of European men. So then we go to the second step to find out the uh, Medical Association of Ukraine. And this president by the name Rudy, who was a uh, president of the Presbyterian Medical Association in Ukraine. And he was very nice, you know, he and his assistant. They speak uh, good English. And all we have to do is uh, give them the medicines Supply and our personnel to go there to help them do the surgery and do the village to take care of the patient. So and that fit our goal, you know. We can spend some money to buy some, food, but we are not the military, that kind of thing, you know, because that's what's beyond right. me.
0: Doctor Tsai also talked about how he had initially planned to bring a group of twenty-five on the medical mission to Ukraine. But then suddenly people started dropping out.
1: When I start announcing that we're going to make this Ukraine trip, a lot of people say, Oh, I will join it. I will join it. We have it's 25 people. Originally, my goal was 25 people. Okay. And then after one month, two months, they all quit. They say, Oh, I cannot go because my family doesn't want me to go. I have all the name list sent to the Ukraine. Now they don't want to go. So finally, we only have five people. From twenty-five drop to five people. I said that's fine. So I have to revise my plan from twenty-five to five. Originally, that the military department they have they know that we have a dentist going to go. We have about four dentists, and we they're going to bring their dentist chair, dentist uh, uh, equipment. We need to do the dental work. Wow. You know, they're gonna bring their own generator. Because we have that. We when you go to, to the medical mission, we have a generator, we have a dental equipment. So when I arrange with them, oh they say, oh we have so many military family. They need a the dental care. So they arrange all the military the army, navy family.
0: Wow.
1: They're gonna be seen by our dentists. Now suddenly they say they are not going, so. Oh, no. So.
0: So you so don't have that,
1: any dentists? Uh, no, we, this time, we, maybe, maybe next year, because our plan is thinking about three years.
0: Oh, my goodness. You think the war is going to continue that long?
1: Yeah. Dentistry is one of our, um, strong point, you know, because a lot of people cannot see the dentist, you know, or maybe so expensive or whatever reason. Even, I, I remember I went to South America. I'm not dentist, but I helped them remove the teeth. <laughs> Once you give anesthesia, I pour the teeth out for them.
0: When did you start planning this mission?
1: Oh, from the March.
0: Okay. And so it took you until how long to get everything set?
1: Yeah, just three days ago. Really? In fact, there is, there is one doctor. She's a lady. She's my friend from Taiwan. And she said, oh, Dr. Tai, I always listen to you. I'm going to go with you. I said, fine. So we have a female doctor. And then she said, oh, I cannot go. I said, why? You commit yourself. He said, I'm from Hong Kong. Then I heard that that if I go with you, the Chinese government is going to give me a hard time. I may not be able to go back to Hong Kong. I said... This is for humanity. I mean, you are not that the political we are not political oriented. You know, I don't think China will make trouble because uh, we just do the medical mission. But he, she, she's afraid. So she didn't make decision. And then yesterday, tell me, okay, she decided to go, but there's no ticket. Oh. Take it also. Oh. And only the business ticket is. Only the business left. Right. He said, Dr. Thai is so expensive, business. Yeah. I say I don't know what else to say. I say, you know, you you don't want to decide a month ago, you know, the last day you want to buy the ticket. Of course it's expensive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you need to handle aside from just the logistics.
1: I when I began I didn't realize this job is so heavy. It's be almost beyond me because I used to have an office. I have a Swiss secretary. Then, you know, I can ask them to do this, to do that, you know. But right now I'm retired. I don't have a, a you know, all my uh, office equipment all donate. And all, right now I only have an iPad a, 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 a computer and iPhone. I have to do everything myself. Oh type my in myself, you know, do the, before I used to talk to secretary and they will type it for me. Now I type it in myself. It increased a lot of burden of me. And I, I don't have extra money to hire a person just to do this thing for me.
0: Oh, I see. You know,
1: you just think about it. It just, I, I didn't even know what I'm getting into. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my goodness. You're already. In the last stage, but I wish that you could have found him some kind of intern or some student. <laughs> to help. But it helped.
1: But I think uh, I feel good. At least uh, now we have uh, 15 people, everybody committed. Totally, uh, we have uh, 15 people, one side. Okay. And that okay. includes 13 of medical personnel and two of the reporters on Formosa television that they hear that uh, I'm leading the group to go there. So uh, the one in charge of TV documentary program, her name is Ku Wan Bin. She called me three four times and then she signed comes contract with me that she said can she send the two TV crew to join me? At the beginning, I was thinking, well, you know, we are Christian. We do the good thing. We just don't want people to you know, your right hand doesn't want to let your left hand know. But then they convince me. They say, Dr. Tsai, if we go with you, we're going to do a good job and we're going to show people of Taiwan that you guys are Taiwanese-American and doing this thing for us, you know, prevent the war to happening in Taiwan. And that may encourage rich Taiwanese people or inspire them not that afraid of the world. I say, all right. So finally, she convinced me. I said, okay, okay, come with us. So we're going to go with the two reporters.
0: Yeah, so I was thinking, you said that um, part of the reason, yeah, like you said, to inspire other people, they should be strong. Yeah, not want to just um, give in. If something like this happens, we have to have the result. Of course, nobody wants to go to war. But... You don't want to just surrender either.
1: And I uh, I was thinking, if we try everything, and I later I found out people in Taiwan, more and more people want to help Ukraine. Well, some of the businessmen start to, you know, put the money, buy the ambulance. You know, I read one report Won Sanghua. There's a guy named Bai. Mm-hmm. He... Uh, refurbished uh, all ambulances, about fifty of them. It was a big army, so they are transferred the sea to the Poland, and they were in turn sent to the Ukraine. So that's good news, you know. People in Taiwan they do sense that the urgency, you know, that Ukraine cannot fall because the moment the day Ukraine surround that will be the day that China will send the troops to Taiwan or even send a missile.
0: So you were in Taiwan, that the people are, would just rather just surrender. They really they just think that it's like if it happens and there's nothing we can do we just have to give in. If China attacks, is that what you Yeah, mean?
1: they do. They're afraid. I mean, young people and even your parents, they don't want your kid to get killed. Yeah. That is understandable to be killed. We don't want to get killed. You know, I, I, I'm going to Uganda, but my family tell me, daddy gone, oh, whoa, you get killed. I say, oh, well, I hope not. Kill, so, like- so for the group, I'm buying the insurance for them. So, everyone, at least, because I check with the State Department and State Department him in the Dr. Tai, my recommendation to you is not to go. Then I say, but we want to right. go, we want to help those people. I say, I understand. Because I threw the state behind, I know some senators, they have a come-time. He said, then if you really have to go, make sure you buy the insurance. And you make sure have some oil. So in case you didn't come back. Well, you know, those are bureaucratic, sort of recommendation. You know. But no, I, I just say maybe... It is important. To, we pay the life insurance for everyone.
0: You've you've advised everybody the same thing that you were told to prepare your will.
1: Right, I right. I, I, but, the worst and, case you know, I I think uh, I do see a lot of people go there and bank without problems. You know, there's like, so many Americans go there, mm-hmm. and. and they all return peaceful. So I think we just pray to God we, we will be, because we are not going to the east of Ukraine. That like mm-hmm. we are the Gangsha and the tank there. We are not. We are in the, in the back. Finally, we have a day set on August 29th. We will fly to Warsaw. And people from Los Angeles will fly directly to Warsaw, and from New York area, New York fly to Warsaw. And people from Taiwan also not fly to Warsaw; they had to through Amsterdam and then transfer to Warsaw. So we will meet together in Warsaw on August thirty, and yeah. then uh, people from Taiwan require visa. People from the Canada and America just need it. So there are six people who need the visa. So I have to help them handle the visa issue. And the minister of the health from Ukraine wrote me a letter that support our mission. So I think the visa issue is, uh, taking care. You know, the difficult part actually is over. So that is our plan, and we're going to stay there September 1st to September 10th, and then some of we will just fly back to the United States, some fly back to Taipei. And five of our team will go to the cement, uh, uh, the Baltic state, because there is a Taiwanese camera uh, uh, meeting there in the Baltic state. The here. and uh, so they say we come so far. Maybe you should just go there to take a look. That that three state, that three state historically has inspired Taiwan before. The Baltic state, couple of years ago, when Russia wanted to invade them, they hand on hand. They are three countries, whole hand on hand and then surrounding their small country. And because of the, their action, the Taiwanese people was inspired by them. And that's why I remember a couple of years ago when we are running, and then they have a hand-on-hand from, hand-on-hand from North Taiwan to South Taiwan. That was because of these three Baltic states. They did first.
0: The hand in hand rally in Taiwan that Dr. Tsai mentioned was inspired by the Baltic way a peaceful political demonstration in 1989, during which approximately 2 million people joined hands to form a human chain across the three Baltic states of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania, which at the time were occupied and annexed by the USSR. In fact, I was living in Taiwan and participated in the hand-in-hand rally in Taiwan in 2004. Nearly 2 million people around the island of Taiwan joined hands in peaceful protests against China's nearly 500 ballistic missiles aimed at Taiwan there was even a song written for the rally that was nearly 20 years ago and the threat that taiwan faces from china has only grown since <laughs> So, in, what do you know about the place that you you are
1: going? Oh, we going to Riven. Rivne Riven. That is the north of the Kifu. I think it is safe because they have a nuclear reactor in that town, and United Nations specific say that you cannot bomb this town. This is
0: right, it. yeah. That's but gonna, you know,
1: the, the putting a crazy guy who knows, and decide their mystery was uh, not uh, that good. They always hit the wrong place. So I don't know. So we're gonna stay there ten days. Okay. And then medical doctor will go to the village to see because the uh, Ukraine, as you know, they are Christian. They are also deaf. so every Sunday they are very busy to go to church. That includes Putin. Putin also a Christian too. Anyway, so Sunday they, so The medical doctor will go to the church in the village. And I understand that they will be able to see like 120 patients or 150 patients a day. So we're going to have a medical doctor for five days there. Two village, two on each. And then surgeon will do the operation in the operating room and the conference with the surgeon. Doctor always in the first line. When we see the patient, we should be able to know what is going on. In fact, I read some newspaper, a lot of people, refugees, they all gradually coming back, come home. They don't want to be like a refugee in other countries. They say, uh, family together is more important than the risk of being bombed or anything. You know, before the war, Ukraine actually is a developed country. They are very advanced. They get to make the best laser in the world. They have the best agriculture. Everything is so, so good. I mean, the big country compared to Taiwan is about like a 20 times larger than Taiwan.
0: And now it's time for a short break. Talking Taiwan is a listener-supported podcast. We'll be having another matching donation campaign offered by Ming Chang. So any donations that you make right now will continue to be doubled you can make a donation at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. If you'd like to help us raise funds by being a matching donor, just email us at TalkingTaiwanPodcast at gmail.com or support us directly at TalkingTaiwan.com forward slash support. Right now, your donation will be doubled during this $2,000 matching campaign.
1: And Leo Medicine also... You know, the Ukraine people, they are very good people. Educated, well-trained, well for So if it, it's not for this war, now the situation has changed. Now they are become more friendly with the Taiwan than with the China. I understand, you know, people start to realize that all those communists, they are back, so.
0: Have you been to the Ukraine before?
1: No, 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 never.
0: Do you know what the situation is in the uh, village you're going to go visit? Like, how have they been impacted by the war?
1: Well, I think, from what I read, that Dorinsky want to encourage people to do their business as usual. Just a children in World War II, they encourage the British people, go to your coffee shop. Just don't be bothered by this. And in fact, I I read it. Newspapers say at the beginning they hear the siren or people run away. Now they they, they hear the siren and do their daily business. I think that in some way it is good.
0: Can you tell me when you go on these overseas missions, what do you usually do? What is required? What do you expect? When you go to Ukraine, how is that going to be similar or different from your other
1: mission? What's different from other medical mission is because uh, the place we go near is uh, in the stage of war. That's a uh, different. And uh, before we go to Central America, like the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua, Haiti, they are not in So. Basically, we just go there, do the medical mission, help the poor people, change their life. You know, and some of the people never see a doctor because they are so poor. But this is different. They are no poor people, but they, they are poor in the sense because they've been invaded and their family been destroyed. So their health care system was disrupted. So we go there to give them a happy hand. And actually, we are not going to stay in the tank or stay in the camp. We, we're we going to stay in the hotel and then go to the hospital, go to the village and do the medical thing.
0: We also talked about the logistics involved in organizing a medical mission to Ukraine.
1: We discussed about medication and we even want, we get a dad that had the Taiwan Mark there. We make a bed so that every patient coming, if we give them a bag, that will have some medication for the pain, for the cough, for the stomach aches, skin disease. You know, every family can carry the bag home so in case some of the urgent they can take care of them. So we, we have prepared that. We have prepared a lot of things. Our work need to be Okay, now we will bring as much as we can. And originally, we were thinking to buy it from United States, but then I investigate those medication were amount to like thirty thousand dollar, and then we had to carry through the airport and to pass the cu- customer become a difficult issue. So this. President of Presbyterian Association, he said, Dr. Tai, we have a lot of black market medicine. We can we are cheaper here, a lot of supply here. So he says she can buy it for me. And when I arrived there, I just paid them. I said that's fine, so we don't have to carry a lot of medication. I give him all the list of medication that we think we need. And he is on the process of purchasing this for us to use. And we just reimburse them. Also we need a translator. We don't speak Russia. We don't speak Ukraine. Right. So, you know, every translator I had to pay them. I ask the people how much other they pay them, like thirty dollar, US dollar a day. I said, that's fair. You know. So I have to bring some cash there. So so when when use those translators, Cause, he, 'Cause i'm sure the village people they don't speak English. Yeah. Yes. And we need to translate it.
0: There's a lot of things to think about.
1: Yeah, a lot of things. Uh, that's why I'm <laughs> I lost about fifteen pounds for the last three months. Because our time zone is different from Ukraine time zone. So uh, maybe once in a while middle of the night they call me this and that, you know. But I'm glad that uh, it's over. The preparation.
0: The heartburn is over.
1: It's about to over. over. Yeah. Those doctors, they come, spend their times by their own ticket. Mm-hmm. I cannot ask them to donate anything anymore.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, of course.
1: So I, Much- I, I I, promise them I will pay the hotel. I will pay the meal. I will pay the transportation. You know, I spend my time all the time. That all my effort, all my time, I uh, accumulated two hundred hours of my time. And this morning, there is a New York Times reporter interviewed me. We were in the coffee shop, and we talk about one or two hours. He, he said he's gonna write uh, in New York Times about my interview, and right. he, she was so impressed about that we did this kind of thing, you know. And I told her that, the, in fact, one of the surgeons from New Jersey, she she know I'm going there. So she called me. I said, hey, Dr. Tai, can I join you? Wow. I said, well, why not? So the second day, she's the number one. By the airplane ticket, the moment he's there, he's going. He wow. sent me the airplane ticket, copy. He said, I will be there what day, hot day. And I was really appreciative American that, that she wanted to go. Then, uh. Oh, so this
0: told, person is not Taiwanese.
1: It's just a. Um, she, she's not Taiwanese. She's yeah. uh, American. Hmm. So, so. From my perspective, she really lost a lot of, she's a very busy surgeon. And you know, you go to candy you know, how much money he lost. But, uh, someone told me that make me feel better. Is the fact is hard. You want to go to Ukraine. If he doesn't join you, it's almost impossible for him to go there alone by himself. And he cannot even find a hospital for him to go. So he should thank you. You, I said, no, no, we just thank you to each other. You know, we help each other. So what he said made me feel better. And I, when I think back, that's really if you. Uh, someone in the hospital. You think you you Ukraine, do a medical mission by yourself? It's so, well, almost impossible.
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine like what it requires for you to plan this.
1: Well, they need our license, and the health department require our active license. You know, they, we just don't go there to do the medicine. You know, yeah, right. to be qualified, and uh, so. So I had to collect all the licenses, uh, Correct to their specialty. Oh, and, and we have a one dermatology. I think that was very good. And one colon rectal surgeon and one vascular surgeon, and me also general surgeon and vascular surgeon. So uh, I talked to the surgeon there. I said, are we going to operate independent? He said, "No, we're gonna operate together." I said, "That's good." So I have sent the list what we can do about two weeks ago to him. So he said he's gonna put the patient together. So we will be busy and something to do. And they also wanted to have a little bit lecture conference with them, exchange our experience. I said, "That's fun. We we have a lot of experience, you know. I, I think we can handle that. We already prepare. We spend a lot of time." Taking care of the medication, to do this, to do that. I, I went to Haiti and the Dominican Republic. Believe. To go to those countries, it's much easier because we have ambassadors there. We have a Taiwan embassy. Okay. Now we go to the place. It's a, it's an uncharted territory that yeah. we've never been there. Yeah. What does that mean? King helping. he said, you have to go across the river. You touch the rock one by one and then walk over the river. So, in other words, lot of things, you plan, but the Mm -hmm. things change quicker than what you plan. So, we have to react whatever, anything happened beyond our expectation. Yeah. So, we are prepared to whatever you come. We're going to be okay.
0: Dr. Thai also shared his thoughts on how people are getting fatigued about the war in Ukraine and wondering why the U.S. should keep helping Ukraine.
1: Some people even make a noise and say, well, Why do we have to spend so much money to help Ukraine? I say, Those are short sighted. Those, those people think the United States should stop hope in Ukraine, but you have to think long term if the today Ukraine fall, what's gonna happen in europe okay Europe suddenly have this strong communist country, and the poor are gonna eventually change right uh, and and then the three Baltic states will surround too, and there is no freedom in Europe anymore because they are dependent on the Russia oil. So the whole world will be a different world now. We shouldn't be so suicide. You know, all we are doing is give them money. The money is cheap. And we give them the weapon. Weapon is also repressible. But your arm, your leg, chop off by the bomb, that is not repressible. I, I, know people are getting fatigued about it because the war is too long, but uh, we had to win this war. This, this is, this is the, the humanity disaster of the, this century that was created by Putin. That we had to, well, I mean, I, 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 I'm not a politician, but uh, I think uh, in some way everyone had to, Give them their helping to help this uh, war torn nation, you know. A lot of people are helping Ukraine. Japan is helping Ukraine now. Uh, Taiwan, of course, uh, European people they've been helping them. But Americans are afraid if they've helped them too much, the Russia will start a nuclear war because of Putin and his uh, president was on TV, he said, if we lost the war, we're going to use a nuclear weapon. About three four days ago, he just announced in the TV, he said, we will never fall. If you defeat us, we have a nuclear weapon to get you. So Americans were afraid. They want to win the war, and yet they don't want to win the war get the nuclear bomb. Right. But I think that's nonsense. Just like, remember last year, Nancy Pelosi, Mm-hmm. went to Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And what the China said, they're going to shoot down their airplane. Remember, that was in the news.
0: Yeah. It's such a difficult thing. We can't make our decisions based on fear, but uh, maybe the message is that gotcha. we need to think about what we can do in the moment.
1: So I think, yeah. I think it. Taiwan should be part of the free war because we've been enjoying the freedom and democracy. You know, we've been helped by by the free war. The war is getting so small, you have to help each other. The communists, it's no good because I, I see so many Chinese there. And they vote by their feet. Everyone complain about America. We are not a perfect country. You know, a lot of things goes wrong too. You live here, you know that. But I don't see that many Americans move to China or move to Russia. And there are more Russian, Chinese move here. Then you know it was a human nature. I never been in China. Even I saved a lot of Chinese. I saved the, the Chun Tian. the number three people in the rank: Deng Xiaoping, the Peng. You know those guys. Mm. Then he is the third one, The Chun Tian. I saved his life too. Remember Tiananmen? Yes. Tiananmen,
0: 1989,
1: mm-hmm. June 4, they killed a lot of students. Yeah. So the China business is about to collapse. The entire world hotel is empty from the June to October. There's no business, no tourists, nothing. Mm-hmm. So the Chinese Communist Party had this guy organize twenty people, come to the United States to lobby, try to convince the United States that China is not a bad people. We didn't kill any student, you know. But I, you know, they they want to lobby. They want to ask an American go back. Right. This guy, the leader by the name Lee, when he was about to take an airplane, he had a fever. I I I wrote the story in my uh, memo. I I published last year. I published my memo about my practice, my my thing. I wrote the story, and. You know, those Chinese guys, they're all crazy. They think this is my responsibility to save the country. Mm. I cannot say, oh, I got fever. I don't want to go. So, yeah, he come, right? You mean he came hours. from
0: China to the U.S., even though he had the fever. Yeah,
1: 22 hours. He got fever, cheer, take medication, the work. The woman, he arrived in the New York airport, ambulance. New Print then the ambulance. He was unconscious.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: A fever. So he was sent to the emergency room. They asked me. Yeah. To come to take care of him. That was 1989. Mm. How many years ago?
0: Right, right.
1: About 30 years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And his good brother is gangrene. Oh my dead.
0: god. Dead. Oh my god.
1: So I, that night I did the emergency surgery. Yeah. Save his life.
0: Yeah.
1: And the rest of his team went on to Washington DC and he's the one staying in the hospital. With two security guards protect him. Mm-hmm. I remember at that time they carried the walkie talkie, you know, that the yeah. big yeah. buck.
0: Yeah.
1: So seven days later he's said recover, and those people come back on to take him back. So he I remember he invited me, Tai Dai you saved my life. Mm-hmm. I want you to come to China. I will treat you with a red carpet from the airport. He will mm-hmm. welcome me with a red carpet to welcome me. And he will give me the tiao yi hotel
0: mm-hmm.
1: for, for VIP people. Mm-hmm. He said, I will have a room near reserved for you. You will be the VIP. I said, I'm not going to China. I'm not going to the country. Kill their young children. He said, Oh, he ran away. He hear what I say. He tell those security guard. He said, Oh, get out, get out, get out of his room. He closed the door. He pulled me to his bed. He said, Dr. Chai, I remember me with him. He said, Dr. you don't know if China today don't have a Li Peng. Li Peng is the guy send the tank inside, inside, taking to kill the student. He said, the Peng didn't order the time. The China will be like Russia, ten country. Mm. I say, so be it. I mean, the children's life is bodyless. You cannot kill kids' life like the China, via ten countries, So be it. He said, no, no, no. China cannot be a ten country. China had to be strong. We to be a China. Blah, blah, blah. give me that kind of abuse. But anyway, and they will go to China. I say I'm not going. To so he went back, he sent me a couple later, he invited me. I just ignored. I'm sure he's dead now, you know. But, uh, I, I saved a lot of Chinese, a big guy, yeah. because my practice uh, near the airport. We as a doctor, we had to save life. This the <laughs> doctor's yeah. job. Save life. Even the cleaner, you know, we had to save their life. You know, so I, I think we're going to have a very really rewarding mission. And uh, you never know. You know, you open your door, you see some people. In fact, there is one girl about twenty-three years old. She just lying me. She told me her father is a colonel, and right now is in Russia's prison because the war is around, or the the Russia catch them, catch the army. Her father was an army personnel okay. and was arrested. And put in the jail by the Russian. And she's 22, 23 years old, become an activist. So she live in Kyiv, the capital. And she said, she said, me, lady, so thank you for you guys come here to help us. And she want to meet us, to know us better, to say thank you to us.
0: How does she hear it?
1: So I, so I told her this is the hotel we stay. Come, you know, maybe we can have a one night together, talk about your story. And I told the television crew, they are so excited. They said, oh, at least we can interview some victim. You know, And yeah. uh, our conductor even said, do you mind that one day give me reports, if you are not busy, we bring you to the Chernobyl. I say, yeah, I want to go to Chernobyl. I always think about Chernobyl. You know, remember the nuclear disaster yeah. about 20 years ago? Yeah. Now it's safe to go there, but I always dream to go to that town. So I, I may get a chance to visit there because the place we have leave the Chernobyl about thirty-five miles. It's not too far. So if I can have a picture, I show it to you.
0: Doctor Tsai left for Taiwan on August fifteenth, and will be leaving for Ukraine from there on August twenty-ninth.
1: The day before our depart from Taipei, we're going to be in Legislative Yuan. We're going to have a reporter. I already talked to the uh, Yu Shikun院长. Mm-hmm. He is my friend. So mm-hmm. he set up at 10 a.m. We're going to have a gathering. We, everybody will wear the jacket. I just made it. I just paid for 15 of the good with the Taiwan jacket and we are banner. And so we're going to announce tomorrow we are leaving for Ukraine. So a lot of reporters will come to ask the question. So that's August uh, 28. Well, when I come back, I may be able to talk to you and have something beyond my imagination, you know, something happened, that, that would be interesting. This, this is the place. We've never been there. Yeah. And I'm, all of our team are so excited. Everybody are looking for, and we want to get the optimal, our energy as much as possible, you know, and come home peaceful. That's that's why we really pray for everyone. Well. You know, it's been nice talking to you. I'm glad I met you there in the Taiwan Center the other day.
0: Yeah, I think there was a reason why we met, right? Thank you so much for sharing all of your stories. Okay, take care. Thank you. Thank you. I've been speaking to Dr. Jung Tsai about his 10-day medical mission to Ukraine. We look forward to following up with Dr. Tsai upon his return. Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin.
1: Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Foramosa.com